This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play. That is that. What a good shot. Oh, my goodness. Far post for Shearer. Goal. McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection. And a goal. Comes to Mitchell. It's another goal. Incredible. Hobble. Hello, Louis. Hello. Louis, 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 you have done me a massive favour because it turns out the regular contributors of The Low Strangers love a coronation weekend. They cannot get enough of it. Huge Republicans everywhere. They had no time for this podcast, but not you, Louis. You were there for me when I needed someone the most. It's good to have you back. Yes, it's good to be back. Um, when was like I was Salford. It was you, of course. You were away that time, so uh, Jr. was covering for that. But yeah, so it's good to be back. It's good. And how else do you want to have your second episode by talking about one of the most pointless games? Yes. <laughs> the point, most pointless game I've been. To. I mean, it depends on interpretation. You know, coming against Lindsay. You know. Some people see that's quite important, you know, to try and get one up on him, and we did. But, you know, overall, for Lee Standen, yeah, one of the most pointless games I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah, but there was still plenty to talk about, which which was nice. Uh, we're recording this on Zoom, so apologies if the sound quality is not as good as it is usually. But in terms of the big news from the day was while we were on our commute to the county grounds, it was filtering and, and announced that former Newport County and Walsall manager Michael Flynn is now 
the new boss at Swindon Town. He was at the game. Huge compliments to the owners across the fan base on a quick, swift appointment, which is good, which means that we can go into the summer with stability and somebody who can hopefully contribute to the new squad and all that jazz. There will be an episode dedicated to Michael Flynn in the coming days, including, I hope, with a Newport County fan um, to talk about that tenure. But what's your thoughts, Louis? Um, well, if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, when he was first touted to be the next manager, I wasn't maybe possibly not the biggest um fan and supporter of him mainly because I've I've been listening too much to the opinions of Walsall fans <laughs> who called his football boring and monotonous and not he, he was just not getting anywhere. Uh I I I prefer I, I well a few days ago I would have preferred someone else. But I I've actually come round to it now because I've realized to get out of League Two, you don't you can't play pretty football. You do, you know, you do have to be, you do have to get tactics like the likes of Steve Evans at Stevenage. And it works in League Two, you know. The quality in League Two is is definitely different to the Premier League. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, with Flynn, hopefully at the wheel, he can guide us up, you know. I, I yeah, I can, uh, you know, I hope he's successful here. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, t- you know, the, the, the notion of, Getting dirty in yeah. terms of in terms of our play, getting ugly to win games is going to be important because it's something that Swindon have struggled to do in the last couple of seasons. Well, this season, shall we shall we just focus on that where we have our brand and yeah. we try and stick to it? But we've seen teams that aren't fancy that play a certain type of football. I think I am now fully on for a year of. If we don't score many goals and don't concede many, but we're in the top three, bring it on. I think I'm in that place right now. But we'll, we'll, we'll really look into the the tenure, the career so far of Michael Flynn, because it's very interesting with the sort of Walsall element. If you take that away, if we had him, you know, when, when Newport was his only club, then I think the optics are very, very good. And something that he's achieved again, which we'll talk in more detail, is guy loves a cup run. Yes, you he does. <laughs> guy loves a cup run, and he's never been knocked out of the cup, including with Walsall, earlier than the third round. Which for Swindon would be the dream. What we wouldn't give for a third round on a regular basis, but of course he had the fourth and fifth round with Newport. So. Plenty to talk about, but I think the only thing that we really need to focus on Michael Flynn for this episode was the speech he made at halftime with Swindon winning. He he chose to come onto the pitch with the flag. Very, very rare, not just at Swindon, just generally. What it screams to me, Louis, is football PR is not difficult, yet historically people have struggled. Jody Morris was terrible at it. Scott Lindsay wasn't great at it. Ben Garner was good with the football stuff, but he didn't he didn't really get it either. In one move, in just a few hours, and not that fancied oh, rumors of dull football manager has stepped onto the pitch with the scarf and said all the right things. Yes. 
and he's won people over straight away because he said exactly what he should have said, which is incredible because you just makes you think, why don't people do this all the time? Yeah. Like it, it well, it allows the fans to see him. They 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 can basically get behind him from day one because this is what should have happened with Morris, but he, Morris, you know, wasn't appointed till I think the day after a match or two days afterwards. So the fans weren't able to see him for like a good week or so. Um but yeah, with Flynn coming onto the pitch, it allows the fans to see him, get behind him, you know, shout his name, um, cheer for him. Um, you know, with his speech, especially with his speech, you know, he, you know, to me speaks quite honestly. He obviously, with his experience of being in the manager league two before, he is able to like, you know, handle media situations, handle he's able to, you know, answer questions quite well. You know, he is quite quite natural with the media, you know especially with his like playing days as well. You know, the past two managers that we've had, or even you could include past three managers we've had, haven't been that great with the media at times. They have struggled, you know, just for example, using Morris, he, he always seemed quite downbeat in his interviews, even when we won. It was like, you know, there was no optimism. But with Flynn, you know, he, he he's given us his vision for the future. And um, we've just got to try and buy into it if we can. Yeah, I, I I don't really remember much. I just remember thinking, textbook response, textbook response, tech, textbook response, brilliant. But at the end, basically saying if 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 any of these players don't want to play for Swindon Town, they'll be gone pretty quickly. Which got like the houses of Parliament here, here sort of sort of noise in the Don Rogers. Yeah, um, yeah, but that certainly does because of course it appeals to the fan. He's basically outlining that you know. If you don't want to be here, you, you, you'll, you'll be gone. You know, we only want players who want to play put 110% into every game. We don't want players that we only want players here that's going to push for promotion. You know, we don't want players who are going to miss training or who aren't going to put, you know, the full maximum effort um, into every game. You know, you like you like you're almost now saying, you know, we want players that are going to die for the badge. You know, we, we, we have players that, you know, want to die for the club, you know, a loyal to the club. They're going to, like, kiss the badge once they score a goal, you know. <laughs> we don't want players who just, you know, who, you know, aren't, aren't fully focused on the club. They've got their head elsewhere, head turned by transfer interest. Um, so, yeah, uh, Flynn saying that right at the end, you know, is quite key because <laughs> it, it because that, it's a, it builds this now relationship with the fans now, you know. The fans can now point to Flynn and say, he wants players who are going to put maximum effort into the club. And, you know, that's exactly what we want from our manager. Yeah. And he's going to do a Q&A, isn't he? I think um, with the OSC in the coming weeks, which is perfect timing. I think the one that Rob Angus and Pemel Fooney via satellite will be participating too. So, you know, it's a, it's a good time to win people over lovely stuff well in terms of the Swindon lineup it wasn't too surprising we had Bryn in goal for the 46th yeah. time played every single minute of the 22-23 season it doesn't happen that often at Swindon uh, then we had Hutton and Lavinier in the usual places Bruett coming in for Harrison Minton who wasn't even on the bench Clayton completing the back four. Then you had Khan, McEachran and Kane in the middle. On the wings, you had Wakeling and Hepburn Murphy. And up top, where he should be, Charlie Austin. And post-match on BBC Radio Wiltshire, 
Oh, a lovely little yeah. dig uh, by did. Mr. Austin, wasn't there? Yes, talking about how he he likes what, basically he's trying digging at Morris, saying Morris was trying to put, put him in a position where he, like his body just couldn't handle it. He couldn't play that position. He prefers to play naturally up front or in this position that like Gunning has now allowed him to play again today. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think obviously those it kind of hints at a rift between him and Morris. Obviously, obviously they didn't get along. Um, but you know, when 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 Austin's allowed to you know play in his natural position again, he goes and scores. So I think that that kind of tells you all you need to know about Austin. You put him where he wants to be, and he, he will he will produce the results. Yeah, um, he put a message out on social media after the game saying, end of another season, been a privilege to be skipper since January. Although the season didn't pan out the way we all hoped it was going to, great to be back. And it was an honour to wear the armband and work with such a great and talented group of lads who I know will all have fantastic careers ahead of them and I hope will be my friends for life. Now, lots of rumours over the last few weeks by those in the know that say Charlie Austin is signed up for yeah. the next season already. I wish he would have put it there. Yeah. Because that, that sounds like that doesn't sound like somebody who's signing a new contract, yeah. but we'll soon find yeah. out. All my teammates are gonna have fantastic careers. That tends to mean you're back at your you're stepping away from it now. You know, it's not like he said, "Oh, they're going to have you know a fantastic careers, and I'm going to like enjoy being with them again next season." He's kind of saying, "Well, I'm stepping away now. These young, these you know, these bunch of group of young players, you know, they are going to have fantastic careers, but I am leaving the spotlight." So yeah, but that's now that will cause counter rumors where everyone's going, "Well, is he retiring? <laughs> going now?" Yeah, yeah, we're kind of starting that now, aren't we, by this conversation? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's our fault. Um, of course, Crawley, we were welcoming back Scott Lindsay, Ben Gladwin, uh, Anthony Grant came on, and Jamie Day, and Dion yeah. Conroy, and Steve Hale, and blah, 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 blah. It, it was interesting to see how the county ground was going to react to Scott Lindsay, given, you know, some of the quotes over the, the last week saying that I think the Swindon fans wanted to appoint Alec Ferguson or something like that. You know, that's all well and good before for the, for the opening stages of the game, there was really no noise about Scott Lindsay. It wasn't really until Crawley started singing the pro Scott Lindsay stuff that we started to not retaliate. We didn't start really singing at Scott Lindsay, until we were 2-0 up and, you know, we, we were talking about him crying and what's the score and, and all that. It was all in good fun. Um, and it was good to see Gladwin back. It was one of Gladwin's sort of games that really frustrated Swindon fans when he wore our shirt, where he would fall over the ball and give away silly tackles. So that was yep. nice of him to come back. And I don't remember Granny doing really much anything at all. Um, it, it was a really, really vibrant atmosphere before the game. Like I think the whole Flynn news, everyone's talking. It's a big crowd, ten and a, you know, ten over it was getting over up well over ten thousand, and um, then it got a little bit flat during mm. the first half. It was just everyone had sort of like had their chat and they wanted to we, watch it. Yeah, we've been suffering with that all season, haven't we? Where it goes flat, and it's 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 yeah, it's it's been a reoccurring problem. We haven't quite found a resolution to it yet. Um, people talk about wanting exciting football, but it, it's like you know, it, it's 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 a very hard to find an answer, and you won't find an answer that appeases everyone. Everyone win, wants 
win yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, win, win, yeah, win games. But, you know, people could play, oh, it's 1-0, one, one shot on target. But then you like, yeah, but you've won it. But, yeah, you know, not not every game can be a 5-4 thriller, you know. Well, that that's what I was hoping for today. Yeah. I wanted two sides. I wanted Scott Lindsay to have been really sort of building this game up from within the Crawley camp because I knew they would be terrible and they were kind of rubbish, yeah, they... weren't they, Crawley? Um but that's no concern to them because their season is over. They've survived. Scott Lindsay has done his job and, and congratulations to him. But it's sort of like I wanted it to be like two teams scrapping like two rubbish boxes, just swinging. But until the goals, it was very flat, not terrible, but it, it just was two teams that were thinking about booking into their like yeah, Ryanair was... flight, weren't they? And hoping to avoid charges. Am I going to be in Turkey, you know, wherever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had their heads elsewhere at times, but, you know. Um, yeah, it was I, interesting with the anti-Lindsay chance, I'd say. Because uh, I, I, I was just comparing it to what we, you know, Sherid, when Sheridan came with Oldham. Because that, that was quite toxic, vicious at times as well. Mm. And, I mean, Sheridan did play up to that, didn't he, with the crowd? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know... Fairness to Lindsay because he didn't really retaliate that much. He, he just got a bit wound up on the touchline with his players, but he didn't have a go. Start having to go at the stands, you know, which would then just rile them up, rile them up again. So you know, he, he mainly ignored it. Um, so you know, that's no fairness to him. He, he kind of kept himself out of that. Yeah, kind of. and 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 ultimately, I don't think that the majority of Swindon fans were at all bothered, not no. concerned at all. That the one funny bit was. Um, was when the Crawley fans were singing that he left Swindon because you were shit, and everyone yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone seemed to think, yeah, we we he Every- did leave because we were shit. <laughs> no, it's not. But they're not like they're not wrong. They're you know we weren't good at the time at all. You know. No. No, no. Something for the end of season review to dissect because as people will always point out. We were in the playoffs, but I don't think it is as black and white as that. So, I mean, there really wasn't much to talk about in terms of the pre-goal. I think the thing that that I, I look back on, and it was only hours ago, but I'm already forgetting, same old age on that, was like Austin was still playing quite deep. I, I still want Charlie Austin to be like a number nine. And the one time he was, he scored. Which mm. was the, which was a lovely, lovely finish. But um, Hepburn was up there. Hepburn Murphy was up there, quite, quite isolated, and he has this knack of well, annoying knack of wanting to back into his player before getting yeah. the ball, and then losing the ball straight away because he's not going to it. Winds me up. Oh, he falls over, yeah, because he's almost like he's trying to either win the ball, or he's trying to win a foul, but he very rarely ever wins the foul because <laughs> normally they're just stronger than him, so they just basically like pick him up and then just take him off the ball. Yeah. Or he just falls over trying to do it. It's like, you know, it's not going to work because he's not strong enough. He's not, you know, built, you know, where he can back into defenders like someone like Tyree Simpson could. Because you knew he'd, like, be able to win the ball, be able to, like, you know, shelter the ball. But, yeah, but Hepburn Murphy hasn't quite got those physical qualities to do that. Yeah, and, and some of the balls were quite weak and required yeah. him to take a few steps forward. But he's just backing off, backing off. Yeah. Generally, he's, he's a really busy player and he, he's such a hard worker. But those little parts of his game, just if he retrieves the ball and just moves it quickly, we're away. Um, yeah. But but alas, but 
Yeah, it, it it was a very game forty six sort of um, first half until the goals went yeah. in, and the the Austin goal was vintage Charlie Charlie Austin, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it is nice to see him again on the score sheet. It's always nice to see him on the score sheet. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it was. I I did like Austin celebration running over. <laughs> um. He obviously wanted to wind them up a bit, you know, create that little, I mean, you know, as you know, create a little bit more atmosphere or he just wants to wind them up. Um, but yeah, his vintage Charlie Austin goal. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it definitely, definitely gave a boost to the whole ground, I think, because pre-goal is, it wasn't, it was a bit flat. We were a bit struggling to really do much. Probably were struggling to do quite, you know, not that much either. I mean, they were just playing playing the Lindsay ball where they weren't really trying to get in the box. They were just passing it around the outside of the box, keeping the ball, sometimes passing out to the wing, but then it'd go out for a goal kick. It was like very much that annoying Lindsay ball that we had, where, which we <laughs> frustrated over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm happy we beat them. I I didn't want to see Lindsay giving it the big guns. He got a lovely ovation by by the Crawley fans throughout the game, but I just I would have been quite triggered by that. I I, I shouldn't, but here I am admitting I probably would have been. Yeah, I I I, feel, I I think it's good we beat them because I didn't want to like start taunting us, chest pump into the Crawley fans like he did to us. You know when he was manager, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, it just feels good because it's like, you know, Gunnan, who was he was like one of the assistants that Lindsay actually has to speak in Lindsay. You know, his former boss. Um, so yeah, it, it feels good to do that. It, it feels good that like Gunnan himself is able to run a team, manage a team. You know, he's he's managed all, like three games, one, two, drawn one. I mean, you know, it's not the best representative sample you could have, but it's not too bad, you know. I think we've seen fourteen goals under Gunning. So yeah, and 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 we're we're showing massive disrespect to the Wiltshire Shields win over Chippenham as well, which we <laughs> which we secured yeah. um, under Gunning too uh, with Adeloy scoring yeah. a brace, um, of course. So we even got Adeloy to to do stuff, Gunning and Mildenhall, as I always like to to point out. Um, there, Jake Kane can hit free kicks, yeah. Louis. Yeah, that that to me that reminded me of an Anton Rogers moment where because Kane in the past few weeks hasn't been playing the best, but then all of a sudden hit a set piece, and that just reminds me of what Anton Rogers used to be able to do. He used to be able to hit set pieces, but then other parts of the game weren't so up to scratch. But yeah, I, I thought my first thought was, where did this come from? We haven't <laughs> seen this Jake Kane before. And well, he, he hit the bar, didn't he, recently? Yeah. Um, but that one. Absolutely perfect. Honor was uh, messenger message, messaging us in the uh, WhatsApp group, saying that Kane was getting absolute pelters near her by um, some Swindon fans, and then as that flew in, their faces were yes. were quite a sight, and that's what we love to see. And I completely agree. It's like Kane has been quite frustrating at times throughout this season, or since he joined. And just because he can hit a free kick from that distance doesn't doesn't solve that issue. But I'm really interested to see what Michael Flynn can do with him because if he adds a few bits to his game, because when after he scored, he kind of went up front for a little bit and he did. 
that again quite forward and it was nice to see because it's you know the whole mid- midfielders then pushing forward with the attack you know it's added more people in the box um which we have struck we've lacked under previous managers where we only had one or two players in the box against four defenders you know we were never going to win the ball but yeah it it, it 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 was nice to see that Kane was also on set pieces as well hitting in free kicks because I don't think he hit many in under Morris's Normally McEachern was hitting the whipping the free kicks into the box, so yeah, it, I think Kane obviously can do it. Obviously, um, knocking one in uh, top corner, um, but yeah, it'd be next season if you know if, if he's still here and all. Um, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to see him develop those set pieces because with Flynn, obviously, he's a manager who likes to prioritise scoring from set pieces. We've been frustrated many a time against Newport back in a few years ago. Where they used to hit corners in, they'd score they'd get two corners, two nil, they'd win. But yeah, it, it, I think if if Kane just keeps developing his set pieces, he could be you know one of the the top assists leaders yeah. in the league. Hey man, all I know is Michael Flynn got a no out of Scott Twine uh, yeah. when when we couldn't do it, and if he does that to any of our players, um, then well, I will welcome it with open <laughs> open arms. <laughs> So yeah, so two 0 at halftime. All is well with the world. Very, 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 very comfortable. Crawley didn't really offer too much at all. Uh, Finn comes on in the in the interval, makes us all smile and, and and clap for those who could hear it. Lovely stuff. Second half was not the most entertaining football, but little flurry. It did it did offer to open up. But neither team seemed interested. But Saidu Khan actually didn't have a terrible game. But he just does this from time yeah. to time. And it, it's a stonewall penalty as far as I'm concerned. And and um, Telford scored. And out, yeah. Sarula out. But yeah, I think with Khan, I think it's either like, yeah, it, 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 I think in his decision making, it's a split second thing where he's like, I have to make this challenge here. Um, you know, he's done it various times this season um, where it's it's a blatant foul. He's got he's nowhere basically anywhere near the ball. I mean, I think he was already on a booking card, so I think he was quite lucky not to get sent off for that, um, which would have been, I think, what is forced sending off for the season. Yeah, the, it would have been it would have been great for statistics, um, but terrible for for Khan. But yeah, um, yeah, um, Telford steps up, he scores it, you know. Nothing really Bryn can do about it because some penalties, some of the time are just all about luck. You know, you dive right away, you save it, you dive the wrong way, it goes in. Um, but yeah, 2-1. And then it starts, and then to me, it started getting a little bit cagey where we were like less freely, less open because we were scared on it getting hit on the counter. So it turns into this quite cagey, narrow, tight affair. Uh, kind of reminds me of Hartlepool earlier this season where we were 2-0 up in within 20 minutes they score from like, I think it was a mistake in the defence and 2-1 and it just remained that and it was quite cagey again so mm. it was just trying to preserve that lead Yeah, well we, we get a penalty just a couple of minutes after yeah. they score don't we and it was yeah. a really it was a really interesting moment because it, it was it was a penalty from, from where I was stood I haven't seen it again Um Austin had the ball and then sort of very aggressively passed it to Hepburn Murphy. I think the policy must be over the last few weeks, given that Darcy won a penalty and took his, that it was 
whoever wins it takes the penalty. But we had Austin, who was one goal away from equaling the top scorer for the season. And given that Charlie's only been at the club for only half of that, I'm sure he would have liked to have taken it and got to, into double figures. But Hepburn Murphy stepped up and took a, a it was a good save, but it, it's a tame. It's a, it's, you know, yeah, a he's, penalty. He's, he's the problem with Hepburn Murphy. Well, not the problem, not problem with Hepburn Murphy. Um, he, yeah, he put it exactly where the goalkeeper wants it. Adai is quite a tall keeper. We he saw he, all he does has to do is fall to his right and he's got his hands on it. You know, it, it's exactly where the keeper wants it. It's within, exactly within his grasp. Um, but yeah, it, it seems that Austin's been quite charitable recently with giving away penalty, like with penalties again against Wimbledon. He gave it to Darcy. Um, again, he gave it today. He gave it to uh, Red Hutton Murphy. Um, you know, which which it's always nice. It's you know, unselfishness is always a nice characteristic you want to you know see in, in your captain. But you know, if you gave it to, I think if Jeff, if it was given to Jeff Scott or Austin took it himself, it would have been three one. Because Jeff got against Wimbledon proved he could take a penalty, but yeah, I think it was given to Hepburn Murphy because he was the one who won the foul. You know, it's I guess it's only fair to just give it to him because he has done all the hard work to get win the penalty. So yeah, he he had a busy game. Yeah. A goal would not have been unjust um, from Hepburn Murphy. It just wasn't to be, and, and you know what happened afterwards. It made it a null and void. Um, yeah. situation anyway I think really over the over the second half the substitutes really took the edge off of Swindon I think if we kept with the initial 11 for longer I think there there could have been more goals uh, Tomlinson yeah. and Jeffcott came on early on in the second half then Darcy and Shade followed later I think that took a little bit of edge off of Swindon Town in the yeah. second yeah because to me the substitutes they didn't like really add that extra 10% you you normally want from your substitutes. They kind of just dulled the game down a little bit more. The, the starting 11 they had, they were a bit more like raw. They were a bit more enthusiastic, you could say. Um, but yeah, the substitutes, I think, I don't know if the game plan was, we just want to keep it 2-1, just, you know, keep it safe, which is exactly what they did. They just kept it safe. They didn't try any like risky manoeuvres or passes, um, you know, but... I think if you just you could just go back to the fact that the game didn't really mean a lot, so there was there was there wasn't any need to come on. We need to score another two three goals here, you know. You get two one, it's three points, and you know we stay tenth. It's a bit of a nothing game, so mm-hmm. I don't think there was any desire. You know, as as we say, I think they in their heads they were thinking about what beach they could be in in a week two weeks time tomorrow. You know, yeah, tomorrow even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll be sticking around for the Wiltshire Premier Shield against Westbury United on Tuesday night. Um, there were only a couple of other major notes, I think. Um, Solbrin yes. put in a great save, which I don't know how they, they just didn't finish that. And Jeff Gott had one that screen wide. wide. Um, friend of the pod, Neil Hutchins, actually made the decision for Man of the Match at, at the game. And he sent me a message saying, Solbrin's been given man of the match because of his contributions over the whole season. And in anticipation of me going, now, what on earth was he was he thinking giving it to Solbrin because he had to make one save? But I think given that explanation, a very fair call for, for yeah. Sol. Brin's been ever-present in the squad. I think he's only ever missed three games in the Cup. One in the Carabao Cup, two, I, yeah, three. 
two or three, two, I think it was just two in the Papa John's in the end. But yeah, he, he's out, I think, a possible 49 game, no, 50 games. He's played like 46, 47 of them. So he has been, yeah, he has been the mainstay of the squad. I think he is, yeah, he's the only player outfield, the only player in the squad to play every game this season. Uh, which I think goes to a testament of how good he has been. At times he has been, he has made mistakes. You know, for example, you could just point out Crew where he just dropped the ball. Like Sutton, you know, just to name two. Uh, but he, again, he's a young keeper. He's learning. He's growing. You know, you can see the potential he has. Um, you know, it is sad. It's sad. It is quite sad to see him go, really, because you know he he's been quite a bright spark. It kind of reminds me a bit like Stephen Bender. We never really got to see the end of him, but you know, mm. he was again, another bright spark, yeah. you know, Swindon, Swindon have quite, you know, the good ability of bringing up these young goalkeepers, but unfortunately they tend to never be ours. They tend to be someone else's and we just get to use them for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I've said it on the pod before. I think I prefer my, my goalkeepers to be permanent signings and, you know, contracted for several years, but Solbrin's put in a, a very good shift and we wish him well. I, I fully expect him to be in league one next year, regardless of what happens to Middlesbrough. And it'll be really interesting to see how he does in league one, because he, he did make mistakes um, yeah. over the year, over the season, but it was a, it was a magnificent contribution by a very handsome man, Oh, well yeah. done, uh, Solbrin, on that front. Um, and then that was that was it. It was it was so it was so obvious the level of relief that the season was over, and not in a, a nasty or like no. um, negative way. Even though that sounds weird, because of course it, it was there was just like right, it's done. Yeah, let's move on. It's the relief of yeah. Well, now we've got the summer. Now we can get players that we actually need. We've got Flynn. Flynn, Flynn's got the whole summer now. It's not like last year when we only had a few weeks or the summer even before where Garner came in with like three weeks until the season started. You know, Flynn's got the whole summer. He's got an assistant, Wayne Hatswell, Swindon born and bred. Ex-Oxford. Ex- I know. <laughs> you know, ex-Supermarine player, but, you know, you take the pros where you can find them. Um, I jest, of course. He's got the whole summer. Um, I hope he brings someone, I don't know, someone like Manny Month, quite a massive, strong defender. I'd love to see him at Swindon because he he does not back out of any challenge. You know, yes, he, he's, he's the type of player we do need in defence because I think we've been bullied a lot in defence this season because they haven't been tall enough or they've just, you know... bit raw. bit raw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I, I It'd be interesting to see what sort of tactic he plays because sometimes he likes to play in the air, you know, so you need bigger players for that. But, you know, be interested to see if he wants to play on the floor a bit more, seeing what he saw today. You know, he's thinking, hey, some of these players are quite good technically. So I wonder if he, like, mixes up a little bit. We will soon find out. Um, Let's go to listeners' contributions and we'll be back for Man of the Match in just a moment. Ball again here, and he's breaking forward with confidence. He's about 30 yards out. He's unselfish. He's played to the man on the left-hand side. It is Barry. In fact, pulled back for Aguiar to shoot. That's half blocked. Williams is there. It's 5-0 as Johnny Williams stabs the ball into the unguarded net. 
Listeners' contributions then for the final time this season. A huge thanks to everybody who has contributed to this section throughout the season. And I look forward to reading out your thoughts, your musings, your man of the matches for 23-24. We'll start with Neil McLaughlin, who says, A win on my birthday. A strange season. Looking forward to the new regime. Man of the match, gunning. Happy birthday, Neil. Tucker Jenkins says, lovely to get a win. Crawley weren't great, but they were up for it. Lavinia and Hepper Murphy, a constant threat. Austin, much better. Kane had a poor first 20 minutes, then suddenly found his feet. Khan's decision-making, still scary, near our goal. Flynn made a good speech. Man of the match, Lavinia. Roll on, 23-24. DM says, Kane played well when playing higher up. A fairly good game to finish. No sausage rolls, though. What? The Lemus says, a positive end to the season helped by a woeful Crawley side. On another day, we could have run away with that. Man of the match, Lavinia paired well with Hepburn Murphy down the left in the first half. Should have got the full 90 minutes. Glad the season is over. Looking forward to the end of season review. I'm not. SM4750 said, not the best of games, but good to win the last game of the season. Good two goals too. Still think they need to have more shots. Good for the club to introduce Mr. Flint at half time. Gets the fans on board right from the off. On to next season and hopefully out of this division. Claire says, good to finish the season with a win. What a strike by Kane. And man of the match for me was Marcel Lavinier. What an engine on him. And loved that Flynn. Came out at halftime and prepared a speech for the fans. Roll on next season. Lee Strachan says, Kane, man of the match for me. The first 20 minutes were turgid until two beautiful goals. Kane really came to life once he got his goal before that. He was looking a little bit shaky. Shame that Rashan's pen was saved, but their keeper did well. Russell Arkley says, finished the poor season on a high and the best atmosphere of the season. Flynn spoke really well at halftime, and I fully back him next year. Man of the match, Hepburn Murphy. Paul Temple says, fair result against a poor Crawley side. Great moment when Charlie scored off a good flick from Jakey. Think their supporters were asking for that. (laughs) Quality free kick from that sweet left foot of man of the match, Jake Kane, which was coming. Just needs to work on physicality. Fine speech, Mr. Flynn. Martin Crook says, I'm glad it's all over. As always, optimistic for next season. Lots of work to be done over the summer and still short of a promotion-winning team. Flynn, though, gave a good first impression. Wardy S says, nice to finish on a win. Did our best to make a comfortable game awkward. On to next year. Up the mighty swin. Man of the match, Hepburn Murphy, despite his poor penalty, full of running and looked good going forward mr good says moment of the game would have to be tilly going down screaming as if he'd been shot by a drs sniper then getting straight up man of the match austin ben says good win glad season is over time for the new era mike 4493987 says kane man of the match thought he was brilliant today 
We are in desperate need of a proper left winger constantly cutting inside so easy to read. Flynn spoke well. Let's hope he can do something next season. Batch says, well, we avoided the beamish line. Quite enjoyed most of the first half. Second half, every bit the dead rubber it was. Glad the season is over. And let's hope Flynn can deliver on his halftime words. Man of the match, Austin. Paul Merriman says... All was going well until my son advised me that I was also old enough to be Charlie Austin's dad. The cheek. Anyway, great first half. Looked in total control. The changes nearly lost the game. Jeff got no good out on the right. Thought Shade looked strong, though. Man of the match is tricky. Probably Hepburn Murphy. H the Duck says better performance than recently. That's for sure. Couldn't hear much of the new manager's speech in the acoustic dead zone that is the Don Rogers stand, but from the little I did hear, he seemed delighted to be at the club. That's already more than the previous three managers, so it's a thumbs up from me. Leggett provides a gif from the Lord of the Rings. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. And Bernie Man says... Mr. Flynn got to see the best and worst of us today against a poor Crawley side, which is probably not a bad thing. Hopefully, he will be fully aware of our pros and cons. Adequate display until the subs were made and our quality deteriorated. Kane, man of the match. Jeremy Randall says, We should have won by a bigger margin against a poor Crawley team. The win didn't help the players. Two well-taken goals. and man of the match goes to Khan. Hopefully the second half cameos were enough for Flynn to see Darcy and probably Shade need to be replaced. Bomberman says, man, the match for me was Brewitt. So solid at the back, nearly won every header, read the game well today. And we end the 22-23 season contributions with DV, who says hindsight should have gone with Gav and Mildy in Jan. Played three, one, two, drawn one, lost none. Goals for 10, goals against 4. That's 107 points and 150 goals over a season. Just saying. Right then, so, Louis, who gets the man of the match from the Low Strangers podcast? Um, good question. Um, I, well, I, I'd give it to Bren, maybe for similar reasons. The fact no. of, of his, his contribution throughout the whole season and that wonder save, you could call it today. But you could also... Probably you could give it to Austin as well. He was ever vocal during the match, ever present, constantly talking to his teammates. You know, no, no, I don't think for one moment I saw him be quiet. He was constantly communicating, which we haven't seen in the past few weeks. Um, and he even tops it off with a goal. So, and if this is his passing shot, you know, I may as well give it to him. So we're going Austin. Yeah, I'm going to go Austin. We're going Austin. Austin gets it from the pod. In terms of the listeners, it was a two-horse race. There were nominations for Austin. There were nominations for Brewitt. Um, but overall, by very small margin, I think the goal by Kane uh, was enough to impress. And it is good yeah. to see him because he has had plenty of stick recently. And for him to put that in, regardless, because he didn't have the perfect game, he was you know, very quiet in the first 20. The listeners give it to Kane. So Kane and Austin, the two goal scorers to finish the season. That's nice. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. So loads still to finish the season. So that's it. 
But there's still plenty to talk about. So we've got coming up on the Low Strangers, we've got the retained list. We've got to talk about Michael Flynn. We're going to do the end of season award stuff. We're going to do, we're going to dip into the predictions we made last last summer. Oh dear. Um, and all sorts. But until then, Louis, a pleasure and a big thank you for uh, jumping on the Zoom call. No problem. Thank you for letting me come on. Um, again. So, yeah, thank you for that. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble? Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.